Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, March 19th, 2016, and you're tuned in to another edition of The Missy Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again is my partner in crime, my wing girl, and my awesome co-host, Dee. How are you doing today, bud? Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I, I was gonna say that you know I was enjoying the dry weather it was it was nice when we were out earlier it was kind of sunny we had some sunshine um wasn't raining but then it's kind of like I went back out again a little later and it's kind of like it starts sprinkling and now it's like really overcast over here I don't know if it's like cloudy over your way but looks like the bottom's going to drop out again yeah, it's kind of, you know, gray and overcast and gloomy and just want to be in the house and just kind of snuggled up somewhere because it's, it's kind of, it looks like it should be really cold outside. That's what it looks like. Yeah, and, and it's not, I mean, it's not hot, so I am grateful for that. It's kind of cool and warm together. It's it's just comfortable. It's, it's comfortable yeah. weather right now. Yeah, and we'll take it because we know the hot yep. summer's coming, so we're going to enjoy this. We're going to enjoy it as much as we can before we start to sweat. Yes, we will. And and I know it's coming because actually two days this week I was able to wear dresses to work and I was actually able to wear sleeveless dresses. So, yeah, I think then we get up to like close to 80 or something yeah. this past we week or something like that. We made it to 81, I think, one of our days. So, yeah, we, yeah. we, went, <laughs> we went there because I was I stepped at the house in the morning and I'm out very early early in the morning, and I was like, wait a minute, um, I'm hot, wait, hold on, and so I was like, what, is it, is it here already, <laughs> are we there already, so yeah, we're getting there, the humidity, our, where we live, it's not so much the heat, it's the humidity that goes with it, mm-hmm. there are no good hair days once summer comes, you know, and it's just, you can break a sweat from walking to the front of your door to your car because our humidity is just insane. Today's humidity, I think, was like a hundred, a hundred percent or something like that, and it's just like you can't, it's, you can't breathe or something sometimes. So it's 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 coming, Jay. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking forward to like May and June. I'm sure that'll that'll be awesome. But hey, that that's our typical weather, so we won't complain. We'll save it for later. Um, Exactly. But, you know, it was nice to get out for a while, and we actually saw horses. We actually saw horses. We saw horses, and I was not expecting that. I know I kind of freaked you out a little bit because I lost my mind. Well, I wasn't expecting to be sitting in a drive-thru. <laughs> we were in a drive-thru, and you're just waiting for stuff, and then all of a sudden you look across, and you're like, wait a minute, what are those? And it's like a it's like a, a, a fenced-in field of horses. And I'm yeah. like, what? But we're like in the city, so I was like, "What?" <laughs> so of course I freaked out, and it was like, "Horses, oh, horses!" <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, those are horses. Yeah, those are horses." I didn't know that they were there. I was I wasn't expecting that to be sitting in a drive-through line waiting for our stuff, and and there they were. They were gorgeous, though. Yeah, you know, it, it's a nice view 
So if you're, you know, ever there again, you know, you, you get to see the horses. So it's And you know what? It ties in perfectly with today's topic. Yes, <laughs> And today the title of our show is Beyond Dogs and Cats, Farm Animals as Pets. But as usual, before we jump in, we want to make sure that we give out today's pet trivia question, which was actually yesterday's pet trivia question on the blog. And I actually have to give credit to my husband for this one because I was stumped and I, I couldn't think think of anything. So he helped me come up with it. Well, he came up with this question. So okay. here, here goes. Okay, I'm going to see if you know the answer to this. And I guess it could be not necessarily tied into just what we came up with. There could be more answers. I, I don't know. But name three animals in the wild. And this can also, the wild can include land or sea. Name three animals in the wild that are black and white, and they're mammals. Three animals in the wild that are black and white. Mm-hmm. And, and they're mammals. And they're mammals. And this can be land or sea. doesn't have to just be, you know, aligned to land. Okay, black and white. So first thing that comes to my mind is a zebra. Yep, that was one of the ones we came up with. Okay, black and white, and they're mammals. Skunk? You know, that's a that's a good one, Dee. That's one we didn't come up with. I don't know why, but Peppy with Q popped in my head. I was like, oh, Peppy. Yeah, um, that, that's, an, that's an alternative. Yeah, that's another one. That's a fourth one. Skunk, um, black and white, black and white, black and white. And you said they can be in the water as well. Mm-hmm. Are penguins mammals? You know what? That's another one we didn't think of. Is a penguin black? Oh, yeah, penguins black and white, right? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Okay. Are they and they're are they are they mammals or do they lay eggs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure, but yeah, that that could be one. I have to really have to research and see are they mammals. It could um, be. Let's see. Black and white. Let's see. Black and white in the water. They're black and white in the water. Black and white. Black and white. Black and white. Um. Uh, skunk. Zebra. Penguin. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what came to my mind when when he first said black and white. I said a panda. Oh yeah, panda. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Pandas are black and white, and they give um, birth to their young live. And the other one, this one's actually in the water, and he came up with this one. It's a killer whale. They're black and white, and they're actually mammals. Yeah, the whales. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right because of that whole thing with um, what is it, Sea World? Yeah, yeah. So they they sometimes known as orcas also, but they're black and white, and they they are actually mammals. So we came up with panda, zebra, and the killer whale. But then you also thought up the skunk. And with penguins, they they may give birth to theirs live. I don't know if they do or whether they lay eggs. I'm not sure how they. Yeah. But that might be a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I never thought about all the black and white animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, I, I certainly wasn't thinking about the skunk. So, see, we came came up with five of them instead of three. So, for you guys out there, maybe there are even some more. If, if you happen to know of any others, feel free to hit us up on our social media pages. And also be sure to check out next Friday's blog post at she'sathority.blogspot.com for next week's pet trivia question. And if you want to join in today's conversation, be sure to hit us up at 347 347- Eight three eight eight three one three, or listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's authority. Links 
strong information used in today's episode can be found on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. Okay, now on to farm animals as pets. Okay, it's like which one do we want to start with? I know. I know. I look I I was looking and like you we were talking earlier, um we kinda had to get specific with them because of our research. So we had to go into specific animals themselves and I, I came across a little picture of a pig. It was so cute. And <laughs> it was so cute. His little pink little snout and his little body, but Pigs are some animals that people keep that are farm animals, but some people keep them as pets. And I know of a lady who actually had a pig. Yeah, I think they're one of the more common farm animals as pets. You know, they, you know, I was looking at it and they were, they were saying that, you know, they keep, and mostly sometimes they, they keep like the full grown pigs, but sometimes they keep the miniature breeds as well. Um, They call what one is a Vietnamese pot belly pig. But they were saying, though, Jay, that I was reading that they were saying that they could weigh to 35 to 70 kilograms. And I was like, okay, well, 70 kilograms is like 154 pounds. And then they were talking, yeah, they were talking about they could also kind of grow up to be larger than that. And I'm like, how? But I've seen like a show, though, Jay, where someone kept a pig in their home. They would let it go outside as well. And I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, in a farm or anything, but they kept it in the house. And this pig was like huge because they had overfed it and that was another thing in the article they were saying that they can even grow larger if you overfeed them but the pig like lived in the house and it would get up sort of kind of on the sofa because it was sort of half on the sofa and half off it was put as much on the sofa as it could get up there yes and you know they kept this pig in their house so I was like how in the world does that work but you know some people they were like seeing that you know pigs sometimes can be like dogs and stuff so I guess that's sort of the draw for it. I'm not sure. I mean, they're cute as can be, and I know once you get them as the, the, the little bitty pigs and the piglets, and they're kind of cute and everything, but when that sucker starts to grow, I just don't know about all that in my house now. <laughs> yeah, sure. when they become a full-on hog, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were saying, like, the average, let's see, lifespans of these breeds is five, ten years, but some can live to be, like, 25 years. So oh. you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like, ooh, you can keep it for a long time, you know. And they they were talking about that they have very good temperament, you know, but they should be handled with care, of course. But they have very good temperament, and they were talking about um, as far as like laws governing where you you know you have to make sure that and that they and this is for all animals that they have to come under the Animal Welfare Act, which are the five basic. Um, things that have to be present in order for you to keep a pet, and I guess it applies to a, a you know, a pet within your home and a pet with, on your farm. Any pet you keep, you have to have five basic things in order for you to um, keep this pet. And five of them are a proper diet. They have to have somewhere suitable to live. Um, any need to be housed with an, any need to be housed with or apart from other animals. And they have to be allowed to express their normal behavior. So if it's a pig and whatever a pig does, they have to be allowed to do pig things. You know, so if you have, um, I don't know what, because uh, I was reading about goats. And, you know, sometimes goats are very loud, 
and they make lots of noise and things of that nature. So I guess you have to have them, they have to be allowed to, you can't oppress their goatness. <laughs> so if they're going to be, but you have to take in consideration of where you live. So I guess they were saying that, you know, if you're going to get a goat, you have to make sure that you're in an area that it won't disrupt if you're, I guess, in city kind of things, near a city or whatever, like the, the horses. Um, if you they were to have goats, because some of the goats scream. <laughs> As you've seen probably on the commercials on TV, the screaming goats. So you have to make sure. Yes, I've heard about <laughs> I love that commercial, by the way. So you have to make sure that, you know, they are they are allowed to express their normal behavior. And the last one is protection from treatment of protection from and treatment of illness and injury. So those are the five things under this act that you have to make sure are all met when you keep a animal as a pet. And I guess, you know, farm animals, animals inside your house, what have you, these are all things that you have to have in place. And I like that. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's it, it should be that way. It should be that way. But one one of the things let's see, I was reading about this and they were talking about as far as pigs being moved, which I don't know if this applies to all the pigs or whatever. But they were saying by law, pigs require a light being moved to other premises, including pet pigs being moved to the vet surgery. They can't be moved again for at least twenty days. So I was just like, hmm, okay. And an exception does apply for exercising on the pet pigs, although the owner has to apply for a license to their local animal health office, veterinarian officer, and meet certain requirements. So I wasn't sure exactly what they were talking about, but I was like, okay. Um, that was just something they put in that I found very interesting, that if you were moving them or whatever, um, well, I guess it's for surgery. I guess if they were they were going to, to have surgery or something, they can't be moved again for at least 20 days. So, that is uh, something I would not have known. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I read that and I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And you have to have proper transportation to transport them. It has to be. It has to be you know properly constructed to transport them, and and um, you have to have a sizable living area, um, a minimum of uh, thirty six square square meters is needed for a pig. But ideally, a larger space should be provided. Um, let's see. It's important that pigs have sufficient space to allow them to make separate areas for when they go to the restroom and when they explore and when they're sleeping. So you have to take into consideration that these all mean you can't let the pig play, sleep where they poop, put it that way. So you you have to make sure that they, you know, have proper area and it's big enough. They should have access to warm, dry drought-free straw bedding accommodations because um, they can get cold easily. They must be provided somewhere dry to lie down. Accommodation should be well ventilated. Um, the house and everything inside should be clean, frequently disinfected to remove any kind of parasites. And if you have them outside, they must be provided with a with a wallowing shelter from the sun. I guess, you know, where they go and jump in mud, I guess, or something like that. Um, they... Pigs are very strong and robust, as they say, so the fencing should be um, kept up and well sturdy so that they don't escape because you would not want your pig out there running around. Um, the fences should be maintained and make sure that they cannot become trapped or injured. So there's a different, different little rules and things that they have for um, pigs. 
they they have to have access to a supply of clean and fresh drinking water, which I would think everybody would know that. Right. Um, um, their drinking bowls have to be cleaned regularly. Pigs must be able to access water in icy weather, so if you keep them outside, you have to make sure it's not frozen. It's illegal to feed any waste food to pigs. So a lot of people think that, you know, if you have an animal, pig or whatever, you just throw stuff out there and let them, but if you can't feed the meat or bones or blood or things like that. Kitchen table scraps can't be fed to pigs or not supposed to be fed to pigs. Um, you have to, uh, there's feed that you have to buy that's suitable for their particular age. Um, the food dispenser should be cleaned regularly and things of that nature. So there's like a lot of different rules, which I was like, I did not know that. And I was wondering, I was thinking back to the lady that I know that owns, used to own a pig. And I'm thinking, I don't think she went by all of that stuff. I don't know what that pig ate, but I don't think she did. No, she probably wasn't feeding him properly. But you know what, Dee? You kind of gave me another show idea. And I don't. And, and I'm not going to stay on this topic because I know we got a couple of other animals. But I don't know if you've ever seen this show that used to come on, and I don't know if it still does, about like these wild feral hogs. But it was more like the warthogs. And they would just be like running wild, and they would like be tearing up people's property. And they would like these people on the show, I think it was their job to like round them up and get them off the people's property or whatnot. Is that the ones that are, like, out in the woods and you all of a sudden you look and there they are and they come charging at you? Yeah, it's them. They're the ones who kind of look like, um, is it Pumbaa off of the Lion King? Do you know the warthog thing that was on yeah, there? They kind of look more like him. Yeah, like those saber-toothed lion that has a little tough thing coming out mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like them. And I found that fascinating, you know, and my sister used to be obsessed with the show. And, <laughs> and I didn't know how I felt about it because I think they kill them. And I was just, like, thinking to myself, isn't there another way? I mean, I get that they can't tear up the people's, you know, property and stuff, but can't you just round them up and, I don't know, can't they just, like, drop them off somewhere where they can't do any harm? Or like, I don't See, know. You're so like, you're so like me, Jay, because you're like, we just want to get them all and take them to a nice place and let them roam freely. <laughs> yeah, you know, or even if you have to, like, fence them in, get a lot of property where they can't get off to do any more damage. Okay, but I was thinking about doing another show about that because I was torn about how I felt about them. So that could be another show topic just about them. But I'm going to, okay, I'm going to stop now. But, okay. Um, <laughs> But I wanted to share this about sheep, and I'm just going to go straight to the shearing section because if you have a sheep, a pet sheep, it's important that you shear them. Even if you're not planning on doing anything, you know, with the wool, if you're not trying to sell it or whatever, you still are supposed to shear them. So let me go into this, so just bear with me. Um, It says, fun as shearing may be, you don't have to learn to do it yourself. When you decide you want to own pet sheep, you need to have the name and number of a couple of people who can shear. You must have your sheep. Come on. Okay, my tablet went black. Sorry about that. You must have your sheep shorn every year in the spring before it gets hot. So make sure if you're you're the um, owner of a pet sheep, you are not doing it when it gets hot. Do it before. Um, this person who wrote the article said, I can't stress this point enough. Don't wait until it's been nearly 90 degrees for two weeks to call someone and ask them to come and shear your sheep for you. For mm-hmm. one thing, the animals have already been suffering. For another, your shearer is probably going to charge you more money because of how miserable it can be to shear when it's very hot out. Also, your sheep are going to have a harder time being shorn because the stress of being handled by a stranger will compound the heat stress they're experiencing. 
Having your sheep shorn before the daily highs get into the 80s is best. Okay, now here's the part that I was that kind of was like, okay, so okay, if you hire a person to shear your sheep, it is very important to make sure they remove all of the wool. This includes the dreaded crotch region, the wool around the anus and vagina of the ewe, which I think is uh I don't know if that's the feet I yeah female sheep. Okay, crotching is the grossest part of shearing for fairly obvious reasons, but it's pretty much the most important part. The risk you run in leaving the crotch wool on your sheep year after year is a terrible condition known as fly strike. I'll spare you the details of my one and only experience with fly strike because, frankly, it's too disgusting to relate. Let me just say this. The the condition happens when the wool around the anus and vagina of the sheep is left there for too long, becomes moist with urine and caked with manure, stays warm and moist for long periods of time, and turns into a breeding ground for flies. You do not want to see fly strike. Make sure your sheep are crotched. So people, if you are going to have sheep as pets, for one Shear them before it gets hot because that makes them suffer if you have all that wool on them and it's gotten hot. But beyond that, make sure, even though it might be awkward, but I guess if you're hiring a professional shearer, they already know about this, make sure you also get all the wool from their crotch area, anus and vagina. Yeah, I'm not owning a sheep. Um Because you okay. do not want the condition called fly strike. You I don't, don't want, want that. Uh, we don't know poor babies. That's all. Oh, bless their hearts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so hopefully, you know, assuming I guess if a person has been doing this for a long time, they already know to do that. But um, just in case, if you you have a pet sheep and you're hiring a shearer and this is like your first time, first time sheep uh, person, you know, just make sure you go over that with them and that they know to do that. Yeah, that sounds like a very miserable condition, though. That would not be fun. I I never heard of that. Never heard of it. Yikes. Oh, wow. Ow. Those poor things. Bless their little hearts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. can you imagine? Well, here's the thing. I know you were saying that you have to do that because I guess you have to shear them, right? They have Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, because, see, if you don't, it'll just keep growing and growing because I remember seeing a documentary about the sheep that he'd gotten away or whatever and they couldn't catch him and it had been years and and the wool, he he just looked like he was, he was just covered in wool. You couldn't even hardly see his face and they finally caught him and they got pounds and pounds of wool off of him. Well, that's his little heart and I bet you his little area was just wrong. Yeah. All sorts of wrong. Yeah. All sorts of wrong. Oh, bless his little heart. Okay, well, yeah, no, I won't be owning any sheep. But for those of you who are, please follow the rules. Follow yes. the rules. Follow the rules. Because that, I can't even imagine what that would make them feel like if, if they didn't get that done. And I don't no, want Because I wouldn't have thought about that because, you know, no, like they say, no. there's this urine getting in it, manure, and it's hot and it's moist, and that's going to attract flies. Yeah. Oh, bless the little heart. Okay. 
<laughs> no, she. But sorry, guys. But but I mean, it was important to know for those yeah, who, you know who do want to do information, it. That's information, and and you need to know. And so, if there's somebody out there that has them and or thinking about getting sheep farm, you need to know this. <laughs> Make sure you follow the guidelines and the rules that Jay just gave us, and um, <laughs> do it to the letter. Because I would not want to have my sheep suffering like that. No, no, and of course there there are the other important parts, just like um, Dee was talking about about the feeding and all that. But I wanted to just highlight that. But when I post the article, it'll go over all the other stuff. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to talk about that. But okay, we can move from the sheep now. Yeah, that yeah, you know. Okay, Jay, that was great. That was great. That was great. You know, I was reading about um, people, like I said earlier. Um, about people having possibly goats for pets, and you kind of have to make sure. Of course, you have to do all of the things to make sure, you know, the the, the five basic welfare acts that they have everything. But you also, and, and especially if you're going to have pet farm animals as pets that were are within city limits, you need to check your zoning and your and your ordinance first. Because I would think, you know, when we saw those horses today, I would think that you would probably have to make sure that you were able to have those horses within city limits and stuff like that. Yes, and I think those people, it's sort of, that area is kind of, it's still in the city, but it's kind of that borderline, like you're kind of going out in the county area, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking maybe they're falling into. But make sure if you're going to get animals, make sure that you... Check your, your zoning and your ordinances to make sure that you can even have that type of animal within that area, you know. You don't think about it when you get your dog or your pet, or your dog or your cat, rather, and, and all these other. But then when you start bringing in, like, farm animals, you, you kind of have to make sure, you know. And I was reading about this with the goats or whatever, and they were like, um, make sure you check your homeowners association or your condominium rules. I don't know if you're bringing a goat into the condominium, but... If you do, make sure you check those rules. Um, make sure you 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 check your your you know laws and the different things that apply. Um, with this particular thing with the goats, they were talking about the the noise problem. Like the goats, they they do the yell. They, they <laughs> I see that goat on the commercial. They do that yell thing, that scream thing that they do, and you have to make sure that you're in an area that's not going to be disruptive to your neighbors because I guarantee you if that happens on a constant, regular basis, you're going to get some phone calls and some knocks at the door. You also have to make sure that you're covered with insurance. You know, with goats, they chew up everything. And so if they get out or if they get into your neighbor's things, they might, be, they might go in and, you know, do some damage. So make sure that your insurance covers, you know, what your animal might damage if it's not related to your property. So that That's was a good thought. That, I mean, yeah. you know, because I was reading some about goats too, and they were saying on this particular article, you don't want a horned goat. <laughs> you don't want one with horns. Possibly you should get it, um, they call it disbudded. So um, I think that, but they, they recommend that you get, a, I guess, a baby goat who's already been disbudded, which I guess is the removal of the little things that turn into their horns, because you don't want to remove the horns on a goat that already has horns. Okay. But they say having a horned goat is not the way to go. Okay, because, you know, my mom told me stories about the horned goats and different things like that. So They'll butt you. Yeah, <laughs> that was a story. 
story. That that was one of the stories she told me about the the little mean goat that they had, and that he would always come around and try to wait for them to be bent over and and take them out. So, yeah, you have to be careful with goats. You you kind of have to be careful with goats. You know, I see here they say um, have them disbudded by a qualified person within two weeks of being born. Okay. Okay. So just make sure they're already disbudded when you buy them. If you are going to get a goat that already has horns, I guess, you know, you're, you're just stuck with the goat with horns because you're you're not supposed to do it once they're already growing them out. I guess that's kind of cool to, you know, cut them off at that point. Yeah, and probably, you know, trying to heal and stuff like that, that that's not right. I don't think yeah. that would be a good thing, probably a good thing. And have a good sense. Yes. <laughs> I think I that's the rule of thumb with most of these farm animals. You need to have them properly fenced in and make sure they have enough room to roam. You exactly. don't want to get them and you don't have enough space. And you need to check that. You need to monitor, you know, regularly monitor, go in and check your fences to make sure that, you know, nothing has come unlatched or is worn and they need to be repaired because, you know, they'll get out and there you are looking for your, your animal. It feels like we've only been off for five minutes and we're down to like nearly 30 seconds. What happened? <laughs> this show went by. It's the interesting ones, which I hope all of our shows are interesting, but, you know, the ones we talk about, they go by real so quickly. Yeah, because we didn't even get to talk about the horses and cows and chickens, but we have info about those, and we will post those on our social media pages after the show. And just make sure you guys tune in next Saturday. That's going to be our pre-Easter show, so it's going to be all about bunnies. So until then, we hope you guys have a great weekend, and be safe. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.